Hi there everyone and welcome to another instalment of Harney's Practically Speaking. I'm here again, Rachel Graham, I'm a transactional partner in Harney's London office and I'm joined again by Amy Roos, one of our directors in Harney's Fiduciary. Morning Amy. Hi there Rachel, thanks for having me. This week we're going to have a chat about a topic which seems to be rather in the news at the moment in terms of the offshore environment and this is the question about what to do about your BVI company when its useful life to you has come to an end. There are really two two options for this and we're going to have a little chat about the implications of both of those. The first option that people usually think of is leaving their company to essentially wither on the vine in the BVI and this is usually known as as striking off or allowing your company to fall out of good standing. The other option is a more formal process to, to wind up and dissolve the company formally. People usually talk about this in terms of being a, a, a liquidation. I should say that um, when we talk about liquidation during this podcast, we're, we're talking about solvent liquidation. We're not looking at the uh, insolvent court process. That's, we'll, we'll save that joy for, for another day. Yes, Rachel. So we've always encouraged clients to formally liquidate because it does as you say bring bring a formal end to the company the strike off route is i like to think of it as the company being put on standby the company could at any point within seven years of strike off be reinstated and it would have be deemed in the eyes of the law to have never been struck off so it's a bit, um, it's a bit like playing in a holding pattern really it's it, it's not gone it's still there it's hovering yeah, and, and crucially, the liabilities continue during that time. Is, is that liabilities for, for, for everyone? Is it d- directors primarily? But w- what about shareholders, for example? Might they be still liable for the, for the company? Typically, it would be the directors, but in the absence of, of directors, potentially the, the liabilities could extend to the shareholders too. So really, the message for clients now is really evaluate carefully what you want to do if if you have decided that the entity is no longer required. As I've said, liquidation is always the message, but we have a key difference now in this strike-off cycle. We need to be very conscious that economic substance obligations continue even if a company has been struck off. That's an interesting one, isn't it? The economic substance laws are really reaching in, into all different areas of, of companies' lives, aren't they? Because I imagine that a lot of people out there, and, and myself included, when the laws first came in, we just assumed that as soon as there was no further use for a company, then their, their obligations w- would end under the substance uh, re- reporting regime. But I guess the, the, the key message for people that is that if a company is still on the register, which a company which has simply been struck off will still be there for another seven years, it still has an obligation to report. Exactly. The key thing here is any activity that's happened in the financial period, every single BVI company is in their first financial period. Indeed, some entities have finished their, their financial period. An entity that is on the register at the end of their financial period is required to report for economic substance. An entity that is struck off remains on the register for seven years after its strike off. Gosh, so, so, so if we, if, for example, if I, if I decide, I mean, and, and, and obviously I think that the message we're trying to get across is that 
it, it is far better for, for a number of reasons, but sort of pertinently in relation to economic substance reporting, it is far better if you've finished your use of the company that you take it through a formal liquidation process, appoint your liquidator who will do their usual job of collecting in the assets, settling the liabilities of the company, and then formally winding up and, and giving notice of completion of the liquidation to the registrar, who then will, will dissolve the company and strike it off the register. So what about a, a company that perhaps is put into liquidation during a financial period, but that, that liquidation process hasn't actually been completed by, by the end of the financial period? Um, I guess the, the situation is that company is still in existence, still on the register. W- would it still have to report? Absolutely, yes. Any entity that's on the register at the end of the financial period will need to report, even if it's in liquidation or it's struck off. So I imagine then, you know, the, the liquidator's been appointed, the directors no longer have any, any powers. It will be part of the liquidator's duty and obligation to, to make sure they assist the registered agent in filing that, that report prior to completing their, the, the liquidation process. Yes, absolutely, because once the liquidation is completed, the, the entity obviously doesn't exist anymore. So, so it needs to be done prior to the liquidation. Yeah, once it's been liquidated been taken off the register obligations to report finished yeah so you would report in the current period for the the current period that the entity is in at the point of its liquidation but the obligations would would stop then because the entity was no longer on the register as opposed to a struck off company where the the reporting obligations would continue for the seven years because it was still on the register now, what would happen if, or what, what's the implication for the company, for the directors of non-compliance with that reporting obligation? Because, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of people will say, I don't need this company anymore. I don't want to go through the expense of a formal liquidation. I want to go down the route that I've always followed historically, which was I'm just going to stop, stop paying my annual fees, stop paying my registered agent's fees. And, and eventually the, the, the company will be, will be dissolved seven years down track. Now, what, what's the, you know, are there any words of warning for, for people who want to, uh, you know, carry on doing what they were doing before? Yes, absolutely. I mean, this, the, the penalties under the BOSS regime are not insignificant. There are both criminal and financial sanctions, which the ITA can, can levy against that entity under the BBI Business Companies Act, an entity that is struck off can't, can't actually do any business. The, the directors are, are liable in their personal capacity. That is a, a really, it's really a game changer. You're absolutely right that the, the typical route for clients was to leave the company to be struck off. That really is not a pragmatic option anymore. Yeah, so it's just to, to simply sort of wash your hands of the company, walk away, it, it, it is not an option, Ma- mainly because that, you know, there is a compliance regime, there is an enforcement regime, there are, are pretty severe penalties and criminal sanctions that, that could be levied against the directors of a company that has decided to go down that route. Yes, and the, the registered agent would have to be contacting the entity for many years to come, it, you, you can't simply wash, wash your hands anymore. 
Thanks very much, Amy. I, I think it's pretty clear, actually, from our, our discussions that liquidation really is the best option for closing down a company. And, and the previously quite commonly used option of leaving companies to be struck off is, is really neither practical nor sensible, given the enforcement powers of the regulatory authorities. And directors would be well advised to consider what we've been saying and actually take further advice if, they, if they're unsure of what their options are. Yes, absolutely. Brilliant. Thanks very much, Amy. I'd uh, hopefully see you all next time. Thanks. Bye-bye.